Hi everyone, today on What's My Frame, I'm joined by casting director Sean DeSimone. I'm really excited to have Sean join us as we dive into the hosting space and get a better understanding of the vast differences between hosting and TV film casting. Sean is an expert in the space, having worked extensively with networks like QVC and HSN, as well as numerous beauty, fashion, home, and fitness brands. Now, let's get to the conversation. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us on What's My Frame today. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for making the time to chat on What's My Frame. And as I was saying before we started recording, you are our first casting director who has a specialty and a long-standing resume within the hosting world of casting. So I'm very excited to dive into that today. But for anyone who isn't familiar with your work or you in general, if you wouldn't mind just sharing an overview of what drew you to the industry to get us started and how you found your way into casting. Yeah, I uh, was always interested in entertainment ever since I was a kid. I used to uh, be obsessed with television. Um, I was kind of a, a shy, uh, introverted child. So I would spend a lot of time at home watching TV and I would get really into it and I would get really into um, like the, uh, the actors. And uh, even to the to the point where I would like kind of like close my eyes and and be able to like say their names who like the actor who played the character while their credit was running it was like my 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 own personal little like thing that I did I've always wanted to be in entertainment I've always liked uh, the space and I you know I dabbled in various aspects of production and post production and distribution. But I sort of was always interested in actors, but I never really was an actor. I didn't, you know, have the goal to be an actor. Although I do a little acting now, it wasn't something that I was interested in back then. But I was interested in like how the actors got their parts or, you know, were on TV or in movies. Like I specifically started looking into it and uh, found uh, a colleague of mine who uh, I still work with to this day. We've partnered up on a lot of projects. I worked with for about five years uh, because she was specifically casting TV hosts. So I sort of like kind of went in that way. I've always had an interest in scripted, but I've always had an interest in, in the unscripted space as well. So she was casting lifestyle and um, TV hosts. So that's how I started. And I was there for many, many years with, with her um, and um, then launched my own business and been doing sort of the the host space since, like anything from Lifetime to Oxygen, History Channel, Nat Geo, Food Network, HGTV, anything that sort of requires a host mm -hmm. is what I cast. But then I have a sort of a super duper specialty where I uh, also work in home shopping space. So I've cast the last 50, oh my God, it's almost like 59 or 60 hosts for QVC and HSN. Oh so I, yeah, and I also do a lot of the brand casting. So a lot of the brands will hire me to find their expert or their guest or their host to go represent their product on QVC or HSN. And then I also do a lot of like uh, QVC plus streaming, HSN plus streaming and various apps that QVC and HSN are a part of like shopping apps for different generations, like millennial and, and Gen Z, et cetera. So like, I'm really in tune to that whole world of like home shopping and brands and products. So hosting across the board, but you know, I also do commercials. I do theater, I do it all, but like my bread and butter and like what mm -hmm. I'm kind of known for. And what I would say, like, I probably do really well is TV hosts. 
And then I also coach TV hosts and I shoot TV host reels. I just shot a reel yesterday. I'm, I'm directing a reel next week. So I work with talent, especially a lot of actors uh, who are looking to get into hosting. Um, I'll help them sort of create a reel that doesn't feel like an actor's reel and more a TV host reel. I think that is such a booming space but that was the main focus that I wanted to talk about today is for those actors that are now seeing this beyond user-generated content, but wanting to do more hosting lifestyle work and how to actually get those materials to present them. Um, so let's roll back here. I got ahead of myself. So how did you, QVC is like the mothership of all hosting in my opinion and and lifestyle and that kind of stuff so how did you get involved with them and it's been so long in 2008 i uh met with them they were meeting with a handful of uh cast directors to see who they wanted to work with and it just was a you know a connection a vibe we got along uh i seemed to be sort of on uh the same page of what they were on as far as like what they were looking for well yeah. we thought you know the idea was like let's try this because they were sort of casting internally for a really long time and they thought well let's try working with somebody who comes from like sort of a tv entertainment space because at the end of the day these uh qbcs and hsn's and shop bbc's surely like sort of they are retailers yeah. so that's what their main focus is uh is selling product so uh, it was they you know decided that they thought maybe we should try working in the entertainment space and bring on somebody who comes from that world so you know I met with them it sort of worked well um, we looked for one host mm -hmm. and was it 2008 18 9, 15 years later we're up to like 59 ish obviously some a lot have come and, and gone yeah. you know they're not all still there but um yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a, it was this sort of a thing. I really got into it. You know what I mean? I was really, I, I still am. I'm very passionate about it because um, I cast hosts for a lot of things. Um, and a lot of my clients need the host to work for six episodes, eight episodes, a pilot. Uh, so it's the, the idea of the commitment of the talent is very different than when I'm casting for QVC and HSM. We're looking for people who are going to come and, uh, you know, be there for a really long time. Because as you said, you watched it when you were a kid. So you've sort of connected with those people. That's, that's the goal when I'm casting in the home shopping space is very different than when I'm casting in the other sort of cable uh, streaming, game show, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, those shows, you gravitate towards the host and you want, you know, you 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 look at the host as your as your friend or your or your guide through or whatever it may be, but not to the extent you do in the home shopping space. So that's why the home shopping space is extremely specific. And why I continue to do it and why I love it so much is because I get to do something very different for them that I do for other clients because I'm uh, along with them, we partner, you know, it, it is, it's, a, it's a team effort. We look for, or we find, or we cast, or we, whatever the term is that we're using, people that are looking to be a part of something for a really long period of time, which is very different than what a lot of your uh, listeners might be used to who are our freelancers or, or, or gig workers or going from gig to gig or job to job. The home shopping space is really about wanting to 
like settle in because that's the success of these networks is the customers get to know the host and want to buy from them for, you know, many, many years, right? What I remember from childhood, QVC and HSM both, same as network TV, you know, your nighttime dramas, there is a, there's a tone, there is a recognition there, but really QVC was the original influencer space because you did build that trust with the host. You did build an understanding of like your taste aligned with this host's taste, things like that. And that builds trust. It's love to understand what is different in the casting process for hosting versus say the commercial space. What's, what's your job responsibilities? That's my favorite thing to talk about. So <laughs> I, well, what I please, <laughs> it's, it's because it is so different. So, um, and the more, you know, you know, that saying, the more, you know, I always tell people, especially when I'm coaching, it's, it's, it's knowing what you're going in for and how to navigate the room is what's going to make you stand out. Because when we are casting uh, a commercial or a drama or a comedy, you are coming in to play the role of and to fit in a particular role. You should look the part. You need to be able to cry on cue or you need to be able to, you know, land that joke or, you know, you have to have the right, you know, look or, you know, you happen to resemble the uh, person who we cast to play your brother or sister or whatever it might be. So there's lots of moving parts that come into play when you're casting anything scripted. Um, and it's performance-based. TV hosting is very performance-based, but you are not acting. So the, the, the first step is understanding that when you go in the room, you're not going into play character or you're not going in to fit into a particular, you know, peg, right? You're not, or you're not, you're not trying to like put you in a, you know, in a box. You're not, you're not, we don't describe what you look like, right? So when you go into the room for a commercial, I'm assuming, or I'm thinking a lot of people in that waiting room look similar to you because that is the role you're going out for. But if you go into audition for a TV host, yes, if I'm casting for Lifetime or Oxygen, it is probably a female-driven role. If I'm casting for History Channel, uh, it's probably a, a male uh, host. But that, that's as far as, because demographics for networks are specific, right? But we never describe what that host looks like. You, we don't talk about hair color or eye color or, 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 or height or whatever it might be. So we're gauging you using different things like we're not gauging if you look the part or you could play the role we're basing everything off of you who you are authentically right so when you come in the room when you go into audition for a commercial you're in the room for three minutes yeah. i'm just gonna take a guess for me how long your audition for tv hosting is scheduled for i would say probably 20 minutes no that's a lot <laughs> very 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 <laughs> close 15, 15, okay, okay. But, but listen, but right. Let's think about that. So three minutes versus 15 minutes, That's a hard. huge amount of time that you're in the room. And if I give you a scripted, uh, a piece of that, like a script for a TV host role or TV host opportunity, or you're coming in for home shopping, you're going to present a product. All of that, that busy work is three minutes, right? 
So you have 12 minutes in the room that you're not used to having. So how do you navigate those 12 minutes is really the important part. Because when you go into audition for something scripted, they just need to make sure that you look the part and you can deliver the lines in a convincing way, right? Mm -hmm. So that only takes a few minutes. You only focus on what you're actually in the room to do, which is act and deliver copy. Whereas in the TV hosting audition, yes, you need to prove that you can deliver copy or present the product you know, appropriately, but that is only 30% of the audition. 70% of the audition is those 12 minutes, which is everything else. And I, I tell you, it's, that is 70%. The second half is 30%. So the script is actually less important the product that you're coming in to present is less important in the audition than this 12 minutes of just chatting with you and learning everything that we can possibly learn about you because then we get a sense of who you are as a person. We find out your likes, your dislikes, because we care about your opinion as a TV host. It is imperative that you have an opinion and a point of view. Yeah. We need to know what you think. I care about what your favorite color is. I want to know what you were listening to on your Spotify play playlist before you came in the room today because you're here auditioning for a music countdown show. So we care about what music you listen to or if you come in to audition for a cooking competition show where you're, you're going to be the host, we want to talk about what your favorite restaurants in LA are. Like that's all of that stuff is what makes or breaks an audition. And when, and it's, it's you know, it's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. When sometime when, you know, actors will come in the room without being sort of prepared or told, they come in and they just focus on the script. Yeah. And anybody can read what's on the paper. And remember, I'm not, I'm not describing you. So like if you came in and we needed to make sure you looked very specific, then that's how we eliminated other people. We're here. You all look different. What are we basing it off of? We're basing it off of all of the other stuff besides the actual script. Now, like scripts and presentation and all is very important. We need to make sure you're able to do the job, but like, I feel like that's later down the line. That's yeah. for like a callback or by the way, also when you get the job, because I don't work at the networks, right? Yeah. So I can't, I can't prove that you are going to be delivering the script the way that the director and producer want you to on that day. That's like, three weeks from now when the shoot is, you know, I don't know when I, I'm not there. So like I can only base my, my part of the process on all of the other stuff. So that's why I need you in the room for 15 minutes to be able to sort of navigate everything and, and get all of that on tape. Or if the client's in the room, you know, that's when it's really great because the client gets to see who you are as a person. So a lot of people get really thrown off when they walk in the room and we start talking to them. You literally see them like like panicking, waiting for like the camera to turn on so then they can deliver the copy. But like, I got to tell you, anybody can deliver copy if I coach you right. Yeah. Or if I'm whispering in your ear, anybody can deliver copy. It's all of the other stuff that makes it so important. And the reason why you tuned in to QVC for all those years, because you gravitated towards these hosts because of they, who they are as human beings not add them as hosts. And more now than ever, you know, it, it's it's so much more casual. It's so much more, that's what I'm trying to, to, to sort of like 
drive home is when you walk in the room, it shouldn't feel like an audition. Well, that was the thing a little bit about me. My grandmother and I, we both collected porcelain dolls. So one of the things we loved to watch was Mary Beth and Marie Osmond and like the doll show. But like, I still remember all of these years later, them talking about their children and what they were doing in school and like what this dress was inspired. And it was, it was so specific, but yet so relaxed. Like you had just kind of started hanging out with a friend in the living room. And that was something that like so impressed me at how you all have continued that. I want to go back to that 12 minutes that you were talking about, because when you said that as an actor, I immediately kind of just felt like my chest tight. You, you freaked out. Yeah. And I'm because, curious, do you do you see a lot of actors struggle with that in wanting to give kind of surface answers or like every they, single day, all day long? <laughs> so but it's not a it's not I'm not like reading, I'm not like being shady about it at all. Because you 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 have to know what you're going in the room for. And if you don't go in the room for host auditions, you don't know how they operate. I'm here to tell you. Like if I could, you know put a billboard in Times Square in, you know, West Hollywood, I would, dear actor, <laughs> but like, I can't. So it's like, this is what I'm saying. Like, and that's why every time I get invited to a podcast, I am excited to do them because I just want to share how the audition process works. So everybody wins it's because you had said that when you watched PVC and, and Mary Beth and Marie, you know, you learned all about them outside of the fact of that they were actually selling you the dolls, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I have to talk to you for 12 minutes. <laughs> and we're saying 12 because we're giving three minutes to do the copy or the yeah. product presentation, whatever it may be. That's why we have to talk to you. Not only is it to gauge how you speak, gauge your energy, it's to learn about you. So so I can then say, I can turn to my client, like, yeah, she can chat. Because, you know, if you're going to ask me, what do I look for when I'm casting in a TV host? Somebody mm -hmm. who can talk. Yeah. Uh, somebody who could hold a conversation. The gift of gab. Somebody who is very chatty. So the mm -hmm. only way I can get a sense is if you are chatty, is to keep you in the room for 15 minutes, right? So we can gauge all that. But then we also learn about you while we're doing that, right? Because it's important to know, like, what do I know about you? I know that you grew up in Virginia, you lived on a farm with lots of animals, you were homeschooled, you and your grandmother used to watch TVC, you specifically loved Mary Beth Rowe and David in the Kitchen. Like all of this stuff that I've learned about you, and all of this stuff came out in the first like 15 minutes. Exactly, excellent memory by the way. <laughs> no, but but because that's the goal. It's like, I need to learn everything about you. Yeah. So then I could turn to my client and it's like, oh, you know what? You really need to, you know, meet person A or person B or person C, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have learned and honed the skill of what you're looking for in materials, but I'm curious, you mentioned earlier about helping with crafting actual hosting reels and I'm curious if you can go into more about that as well as before you know taking a step back before we're in the room what stands out to you as strong materials training resume things like that with pertaining to hosting specifically so it's all about making it personal because there's no you know Juilliard of hosting 
there's no yes there's there's definitely credible coaches and credible classes that you can participate in and put on your resume um and then there's your credit list right but like i've had a lot of success especially very recently with casting personalities who don't necessarily have a ton of hosting experience who i've had put on networks as hosts right because they had the right personality, the energy, the enthusiasm, all of that stuff that we're looking for, the point of view, the gift of gab, the the superpower, which we talk about, which is like that, you know, what makes you different than somebody else. So like, I don't get super hung up on credits as much as I care about the person. So you have to make your submission super personal. So there is the ability to uh, write a letter to the to whoever you're submitting to because all these castings probably say email, blah, 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 at gmail.com, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of times people will just write, Dear Mr. D. Simone, please accept my letter for the role of host. I've attached my resume and uh, photos for your review. My telephone number is, thank you very much. Well, like that's just a robot. Like I have no idea who that person is. I know nothing about them. Whereas somebody will write, Hi, Sean, saw this casting for, you know, the music countdown show. Just want to tell you, I'm going to Madonna, Beyonce. Just want to let you know, I've been watching this network for so long. Whatever, like, you know, you have to make it really personal. And that's who I'm going to probably want to bring in the room to audition versus the one who just wrote me, dear Mr. Simone, letter, resume, thank you very much, period. Because it, it's, again, it's making it super personal and very specific to what you're in the room for. So then you have that. Um, people always get hung up on reels. Uh, you can create a host reel pretty easily these days. Uh, everybody can shoot things on their phone. Um, just shot with a client yesterday who brought us on to create three segments for her, which we shot around town, but also she's going on tour um, on a, on a tour for a show, we said, while you're out, you should be videotaping, going into restaurants and talking to, you know, going to the tourist attraction to the cities and shooting it on your phone and send it to us and we can edit it into your reel. Like you could do so much. It doesn't have to be super polished. Mm -hmm. It just, it just has to show off like personality. So often when it's actors that are submitting for these hosting opportunities and are not familiar with being in the room in the process, we are kind of trained to kind of fall back behind the copy, fall back behind the character description of what they're looking for. And this is so the reverse of that. And you all want to get to know what concerts we're going to, what movie we're obsessed with, this book that we just read that we've gotten exactly. all the to start listening to, and that opening up and sharing. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of elements about our industry as a whole that suck, but the best part of it is the people, because these are some of the most fascinating, layered, dynamic people you will ever meet are in the entertainment industry. And like letting that show is like so evident, which is what I'm picking up from what you're sharing. I would love if you don't mind, you mentioned three segments, but I'm curious like what you are looking for. It should be very specific to you. Like yesterday was a total success working with uh, the client that we were working with because she she took the note. We hopped on the phone and she's like, well, where should I shoot? I was like, well, I don't know. Where should you shoot? Like, I'm not you. 
Like, what do you like? Like, if I was to shoot a reel with you, Laura, where would we shoot? You have to tell me because it's all about you. We have to showcase you. So she came up with three segments. One was she um, lives above this coffee shop that sells these amazing donuts that she loves. And she's really friendly with them. She reached out to them. They said, great, come shoot in front of our place. We did a little segment there. And then she's obsessed with knitting, like needlepointing. It's her new thing. We did a whole little needlepointing segment. And then um, she's a Broadway actress, so we musical theater actress. So we went and did some stuff down in Times Square, interviewing another actor who's on a Broadway show. If I was to assign those clips to you, would they work? Maybe one would, but not all three, right? That's fascinating. So you're like going on location. You're not trying to create a studio environment. Oh no, 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 no. You want to? Well, you know, you could shoot some stuff at home. We shot the. Um, we shot the needle pointing segment in her in her apartment. Um, yeah, yeah, location. Like I mean, out in the streets. Like if you're if you're a fashion gal and you know we want to bring you to you know a uh, fashion week. If you're really in, you want to do a, a show about movies. We could go to a film festival. If you want to, you know, you have to create the content specific to you and your interests because when you're delivering the script that you wrote. It's all about what you love. If I assign you a script about dinosaurs and then we go to a museum and natural history museum and you're not into history or dinosaurs, you're not going to be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be a struggle bus from the go. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? So like it has to be, so everything should be specific to you. Your letter of introduction should be, saw this casting, I'm obsessed with it. I want to be a part of it and here is why. And then, you know, or you write that note in Actors Access or Casting Networks or backstage. They all allow you to write a note. And I can't even tell you how many people do not write notes. I literally in bold write, please write a note. If you don't write a note, I won't see it. But if you write a note, I guarantee I'll see it and I'll be interested. And guess how people write notes? Not many. Whatever I could do to share this information, to let people know, wait, by the way, it's a little bit different. Remember, you're not acting today. Like you're yeah. not acting because the minute you start to act the, the host role or play the role of a host, like all of a sudden everyone loses interest. It's it's yeah. inauthentic. And yeah, the reason why fun. you gravitate towards the host that you gravitate towards and the ones that you mentioned is because you related to them as human beings, not people to play the role of. Let's talk about the casting approval process, because as actors, you know, we're familiar with audition, there's callback watch and advise, you're availed, these different things. And then there's, you know, the studio network approval process. When you are casting, are you having multiple rounds of callbacks? Yeah, so for me, it always starts with uh, a submission, right? And you submit yourself and that's how, why you write the, the letter or you leave the note, et cetera. And then it's a tape request, which I know, by the way, is getting extremely frustrating and challenging for talent, putting themselves on tape so often. I have been asking people to put themselves on tape way before the pandemic. The pandemic has changed a lot for a lot of people. I have been asking people to put themselves on tape because I do a lot of national castings. So I can't go to every single city and meet all of these people in person, right? So for me, tapes, self-tapes have been going on for a really long time. Like I remember in 2008, casting for QVC, I would have mail crates. You know, remember the crates that you would get at the post yeah. office? Uh -huh. Mail crates on the floor 
and each mail crate had a post-it with the city that they were in and then the physical tape the physical like mini dv cd dvd even vhs would be sitting in that box like that's how long i've been asking for people to put themselves on tape for um i also stress just another side note in my tape requests to not go crazy like it doesn't need to be a scorsese film at all Okay, which was where I think people get really, really hung up on and why people are getting so frustrated with making self tapes is because they want them to be more polished than they should be right because we just need to see you do the job right or we need to see the goods we don't need to see the fancy dancy right so. That's the first step is getting the tape in and then from there I share who I think the client should see and then from there we then do probably a, a virtual callback. And then from there, it would maybe be an in-person callback. So I'd say it's probably, you know, tape requests, submit to the client, uh, and then probably a callback after that. Depending, you know, like for, for networks like the QVCs and the HSNs, these are full-time jobs where people are relocating and moving to. It's a little bit more in depth than, you know, I need you to do five episodes on a history channel per se right yeah is there because i know for myself with acting auditions i like to what i call dress to suggest you know not in a costume but something that that character would wear and i'm curious you mentioned earlier that you all can immediately tell by what people you know they wear in their just personality immediately like this fits the mold or it doesn't of where we're you know trying to funnel it down to do you advise people to be mindful of the, uh, the show and things like that when they're picking out their wardrobe to tape? To an extent. I mean, if you're auditioning for MTV, yeah, probably are going to dress a little bit more casual than if you were auditioning for, you know, I wouldn't even say QVC HSM anymore because QVC and HSM, we encourage casual. Um, yeah, I mean, like History Channel, you know, will I, will I like, Maybe on the side of tell somebody to wear like maybe a flannel sometimes. <laughs> you know, it just really depends. It really, really, really depends. It should be it, so you're talking about character, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, is she grunge? Is she Barbie-ish? Is she, you know, you know, style gal, you know, or is he guy's guy? Is he lumberjack? That's very character driven. Networks are demographic based. So History Channel is usually a male who, you know, is, you know, fixing something on the weekends, probably wearing a flannel shirt. But that doesn't mean that that's how you have, like, I will advise people to stay away from ties and, form, you know, and, and uh, newsy looks. Like, we don't want them to feel like they're going on the news in any way. But, you know, at the end of the day, I always tell people, like, be comfortable. Like, we want you to be comfortable. Um, you know, there's a level of casualness, but like not too, you know, you don't want to just like come rolling out of bed, but like, you don't need to like, we're not looking for like major hair and makeup. We, we like people to feel comfortable. Okay. For listeners that are getting very excited by all of this, they're learning, but also feel like there's still so much to learn. 
from the casting perspective, having so many years of experience in it, what is essential to start that journey as a creative who wants to get more into hosting? So one is understanding who the players are in this specific space. So understanding who's casting, understanding who the agents are, the reps in the space, the agents or managers, because there are agents that are specific to TV hosting, right? And then there are casting directors that are specific to TV hosting. So you want to sort of understand who the players are in this space. There's lots of communities. Uh, there's a great uh, group on Facebook, two great groups on Facebook, Host in LA and Host in NYC. You do not have to live in NYC or LA to join these groups. They just happen to be like specific to those uh, those particular cities because that's where a lot of the talent is. But like these these groups are fantastic and people from all over the country are in there and they're sharing information, they're sharing reels. I'm constantly posting castings in there. So you want to find out like who these people are and who these players are. So you want to join those communities. Um, there's also um, various coaches in the TV host space that uh, are available to teach and, and share and coach. So you want to maybe take a session or two with somebody just to kind of understand that world. Um, and then also actually just start creating content on your own because a lot of, because we were talking about reels. I got to tell you, a lot of people will share uh, Instagram stories with me as a part of a submission. And I got to tell you, I'm okay with it. Like I can, I can see a whole, you know, you can go to, you know, a festival in Central Park for the day and shoot a bunch of little clips and put them on an Instagram reel and send it to me. And I'm, I can get so much out of that. I can see how you interact with people. I can see your energy. I can get a sense of your personality. I can see what you look like. So like, you know, creating content without having to feel like a content creator. I'm not asking you to be an influencer, um, but like go out and, you know, shoot some stuff on your phone. Have anything to share. Like people ask me all the time, is it okay if I just send you a clip of, you know, me at, you know, Gay Pride next week? Absolutely, 100%. Like, you know, I don't know if that's going to go to my client, but it certainly can come to me and I can get a sense of who you are. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's amazing. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about. It's the person authentically being themselves because that's what's going to connect with the viewer. And only submit for things that you think you're right for or yeah. you really want to do. You don't remember how many times people submit to me and I'm like, you, 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 you didn't read the breakdown because like, it's just so obvious that you didn't read the breakdown. And there are people who submit to me and actually turn down the job when I, when I called them for an audition. Oh no, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was that. So it's like really, really take wow. the time to like figure out, to, to know what you're submitting yourself to. Because I think when you're, when you are an actor, um, it could get a little um, sort of click, 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 click on the breakdowns. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I fit that character role. Oh, I fit that character role. Oh, I feel like I fit that character role. But here it's, it's like- you know, community you, theater. We can't play all the roles. You That's cannot play all the roles. <laughs> that, you know what? If I could take that and run with it, I think that is that is the, the, uh, the that is it. You, yes, you cannot play all of the roles. As much as we would like to. It is, yeah, it is I know, but I, that's so true. That is so true. But it's like, you know, understanding what, you know, what do you really want to do this gig? Like, is this something that you're passionate about? Um, you know, like finding out who the players are, like I said, creating some content, maybe creating a little small reel without spending a ton of money. Because by the way, your reel doesn't have to be like the reel. 
up front. You know what I mean? We were just shooting yesterday, and I said to to the client, I said, you know, just so you know, you're like going on tour, and then you're going to go to LA after that. Like you can continue to keep shooting content and adding it to your reel. Like reels are constantly evolving in the TV host space. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're always going to get something that's better than the last thing that you did, so you swap that out. So just that's something to take away. I, I mean, how, how is that for actors? Are you constantly are you sort of tweaking your reel as you're shooting things? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every. I mean, unfortunately, there is a financial element. If I'm being completely honest, because not everyone knows how to edit their own reels, and then it's also it's quite expensive to upload to Actors Access. But I know for me personally, I wait for like two additional clips from like co-stars, guest stars, things like that, and then update the whole reel. But you are looking, you know, at a couple hundred dollar investment every time you update. But yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish there were ways that we could sort of meet in the middle. Like, you know, I was talking to uh, an, an actor friend of mine when I was out in uh, California before I came back to New York and talking about the, the self-tape process. And it's like, I, I wish you know, we can come up with a way that actors weren't spending so much money on self-tapes and reels and things like that. And that's why in my in my particular breakdowns, I say, don't go crazy. Like, if it's you, and that's why I tell people actually, for, for, for lifestyle reels, it's audition tapes. I always tell people to like shoot in your living room, shoot in your kitchen, shoot in your bedroom, because it feels, for me, more interesting than you in front of a black curtain. Like that's that's okay for acting, but for TV hosts, like I always tell people, like just you know, just sit on your couch and talk to me. Like try to I try to keep it as simple as possible for 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 the challenge, while still being able to get enough to share with a network. If that makes sense, right? Because like I'm the middleman. At the end of the day, casting is the middle the middle person. We have the talent. And then we have the client and we are the ones who are sort of navigating both sides. So like if I could come up with a way to make it easier for talent, I would love to. I just, you know, I can only do what, what the client asks me to do. If the client says we need them to shoot self-tapes, then, you know, I need you to shoot a self-tape, you know? So we, I, th I think we're in a, in, a, in, a, in a space now where like people are getting frustrated. I think that there has been such a shift and so many more opportunities for actors because of the self-tape space. I'm acknowledging, and I think you are as well, like it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the world we live in now, but you made a great point. There are so many more people that I can see. I gotta tell you, as much as like the self-tape has become a problem, it's actually beneficial. I love that you, you've already noted that you coach and you help people with creating their reels and also just giving that insider's insight into what to expect in the room and things like that. How did you start coaching and decide that you wanted to work with people more because you, you, you do have the gift of gab, but I'm sure you sometimes get tired. What started that for you to help creatives gain traction in the space? I started coaching because I I get sad when people don't know what's supposed to happen. So I figured, oh, I should start sharing this information. This is before podcasting, right? When now I could just go on podcasts and share, right? But like, I, I, I felt that I felt like people needed to know 
how to navigate the space. So I just started to sort of just put myself out there to do a little bit of coaching. And it just become, become, became something that I really started to enjoy. And again, I love, I love working with people one-on-one. I like helping people like discover things and understand things. So like, that's why I do it and why I love it so much. Um, you know, I love, you know, just seeing people get excited about understanding things. That is so kind. I said this earlier, like, can't know everything. Like you had just said, this is, you know, you can't play every role. Yeah. Like you also can't know everything. Like, I don't, you know, uh, I, I don't know how to code. Right? <laughs> God bless those people. But if I needed to know how to code, hopefully I would find a coder who could show me how to code. Right. So, so to me, it's just like, listen, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to be wooey wooey, but it's just like, I just think it's important for people to understand how things work. And TV hosting is specific and it's very different than acting. And there's a lot of actors and not a lot of hosts. So like acting auditions and, and actors, books and books and books and books and books and books and books on acting and auditioning. Uh, there's not a ton on TV hosting because you, you don't go to Juilliard to learn how to be a TV host, right? So it's like, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, behind it. So, but it's like, there's like four pages of things that I think to know, and I'm happy to share them. Sean, I cannot thank you enough for making the time to so generously give your insight and your experiences and, and share so much into a brand new world for us here at the podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah, happy to keep chatting. So, you know, keep in touch and we'll, uh, you know, if you want to continue the conversation, if anybody wants to reach out, I'm always available. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening and being the absolute best part of our creative community. Thank you to my fabulous guests today. If you'd like to learn more about them, please check them out in the show notes. And please join us on Instagram and TikTok at What's My Frame. I'm Laura Linda Bradley. Thanks for listening. 